Okay, Bava Metzia Daf Beis. Bava Metzia Daf Beis. Exciting to start a new Masechta. When one gate closes, another one opens, as they say. Thank you, Aaron, for the eye roll. Okay, here we go. Hope I, I, people might be familiar with at least the first few words here. These are this is a famous parak. Many uh, many students of Gemara that start off, they want to you know learn a really gishmak parak. So this is the one they do. Um, personally, I always, I've always you know have found a little you know struggle, but um, let's do it together. Shnaim ochsin betalis. Two people are grabbing onto a talis. This talis doesn't necessarily mean what we think is a talis, as we've seen in other places. It means a, 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 cloth, a piece of clothing. Ze'omer animitzasiya. Right? This is, let's assume for the moment, there are so many assumptions in the background of, the, of this Mishnah, which the Gemara will get to a bunch of them. But um, let's assume that this shirt did not have an owner. One person picks it up, and says, I found it. And the other one perks it up and says, I found it. Not necessarily in that order. Um, so now we've got two people holding on to a towel, uh, holding on to a shirt. One person says, it's all mine. And the other person says, it's all mine. Meaning they claim ownership of it. Not just that, hey, I got there first, but this is mine. Right, they both swear they don't have, you know, less than half of the ownership, and therefore they will somehow split the the, the value of the of the shirt. Okay, but they have to swear to get that 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 right. If one of them says it's all mine, the other one says it's half mine. Yeah, he had I don't know, claimed that they they bought the shirt together or something like that. The one who says it's all mine should swear that he doesn't have any less than three quarters. Or he thinks he has all things. And he has, and the, the one that says half is mine he swears that he doesn't have uh, any less than one quarter. Again, you take the part that's being argued over and you split it, right? So the one, the one half of uh, of the shirt is, is not even under contention because the guy says it's all mine. The other one says, yeah, that part is yours. The other half, however, is mine. So that half, they split. And then after the swearing, they can uh, officially take that part. Okay, another sort of different case, but similar rulings. If there are two people riding on top of an animal, or one of them is on top and one of them is leading the animal. Both of them have a physical connection to the animal and, one, and, and they both say, this animal is all mine. This one says, I, uh, I, you know, I swear I don't have any less, less than half. This one says, I swear I don't have less than half. And then they split it. The value of the animal, not the animal. If, however, one of them ultimately agrees and says, actually, I remember we did buy this together. That half is yours. This half is mine. And, uh, and the other person, I guess, also agrees. Unclear exactly who is being moda, who is bringing witnesses. Um, but let's assume for the moment that both of them are sort of admitting the other one's ownership. So in that case, they were they are cholik without a shvuah. They do not have to swear; they just split the property. Okay, says the Gemara. Lamali lemisna 
Zeomer Animasasia, Vizetomer Animasasia, Zeomer Kulashili, Vizetomer Kulashili. Why are there so many words here? Right? Why can't we just say that this person said this whole thing is mine and this person said this whole thing is mine? What do we need both? I found it. Oh, I found it. The whole thing's mine. The whole thing's mine. Right? This sounds like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're telling a, you know, a, a five-year-old's fight with his friends. It's mine. No, it's mine. Why, why are we, what's all the, what's all the words for it? List nichada. Just say one of them. Says the Gemara. Why can't we just say one of them? Chada katani. Zeomer ani mitzasia vikula shali. Zeomer ani mitzasia vikula shali. Let's say one way you could have said it was, I found it and it's all mine. Right? I found it and therefore it's all mine. And the other one said, I found it and therefore it's all mine. So then the Gemara is going to ask, Velisni ani mitzasia vanayadana. Why not just say, I found it? Would we assume that if somebody finds something that only he only found some of it? He found the whole thing. He's holding a shirt. And then we would have known that Kula Shali, we would understand you know, just naturally that the guy is claiming it's all mine. So the Gemara says, no, if he would have only said the words, I found it, I found it could mean I saw it. But who's to say that he actually has it in his hands? And as we know, Hamotzi Mechaber Lavaraya, the whole the whole basis of this discussion is the fact that he has it literally, tangibly. He's holding it. So then, Afa, and if you, if it would have only said Ani Mitzasia, I found it. Maybe he means I saw it first. And Afa Gav to Loa Kani. And we would have thought that just looking at something makes it acquired, acquires it, uh, which is not the case. So therefore, Tana Kula Shali, Debiri where he has to say the phrase Kula Shali, which again doesn't really say that I'm holding it, but it is a greater, um, it, it's a greater implication that I, this is all, this is all mine. It doesn't say that again, but uh, that's what the Gemara is claiming. Kula Shali means he's holding it. Okay. Debiri Ilokani, because just uh, straight sight or seeing is not good enough. Says the Gemara, Umi Matis Amart, my Mitzasia Reisia. Would we really say such a thing? Meaning, we are claiming sort of that the, the reader will get the wrong impression. But would that reader really get that impression? Vahama Ravina, doesn't Ravina say about the Pasuk in Devarim Chafbez? I'm not sure what Pasuk is, probably said say, if I had to guess. The Pasuk says, Any lost item? That is lost from them, and it is found, or and you find it. So the Gemara says that Ravina uses that word to say to asai liyade mashma. In uh, so, so Ravina says the word mitzasa means that you you're holding it, not that you simply saw it. So if a person is reading our Mishnah and sees the words ani mitzasia, they would assume like Ravina that mitzasa means that it's in his hands, not that he simply saw it. Says Gemara, in. It's true. When Hashem says the word umitsasa, it means it came to his hands. Umihu, when we say it, Tana Lishna da Almanakat. When the Mishnah talks, when Rabbi Huda Nasi wrote down the Mishnah, hey, look who's here. Good morning, Tzvi. When the, when, the, when the Tana wrote down the Mishnah, and he's using verbiage that 
people can understand, we're not necessarily going to assume, like Ravina, like a Pasuk would say, that umetsasa means that you're actually holding it. We would assume that word umetsasa means, umetsasia in this case, um, that that word means that he simply saw it. And once he sees it, Amar Ana Ashkechis, which is how we talk. You know, I, I found it. You know, my, my kid asks me, hey, do you know where my thing is? Oh, I found it. Am I holding it? No, I, I just say, oh, I saw it over there by the stairs or whatever. I found it. So, Amar Ana Ashkechis. So, one, once a person sees something, so then they say, I found it. Even if it's not in his hand yet. And therefore, we would have thought, therefore, we would have thought, this is just a hypothetical um, impression, that one would have thought that just seeing it would be good enough to acquire it. So, therefore, which is basically just to teach us that, you know, Hashem's words are much more um, specific than our words, which is not big chiddush, but maybe you would have thought otherwise since Ravina said, umitzasa means that it's in your hand. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to ask a second, uh, a second question, which is, you know, if we, you know, velisni kula shali, why not say the other one then? Fine. Animitzasia would not be good enough because animitzasia just means I saw it and we're not necessarily going to assume that I saw it means I found that, that it's now mine. Um, but why not just say kula shali? Just say the words kula shali, velobai animitzasia. You just claim that the word kula shali helps us understand that it's now in the person's hand. So then just say kula shali and we would have known that. What is it, kula shali in my hand and I didn't find it? Of course I found it. It wouldn't be in my hand if I didn't find it. So why would we assume that? Just say kula shali. So now the Gemara is going to say, an kula shali, if it would have only said kula shali, then The problem, and this is somewhat circular, I get that, but, it, but the Gemara says that if one would have, only, if we would have only used the word kula shali, this is mine, and therefore when I'm holding it, it's kona, we've got a problem because there are other Mishnahs that say the word matzah. There are other words, the other Mishnahs that say mitzasiyah, and now we get off the wrong impression. Now, maybe the mitzasiyah there has to also be clarified, but our mission would get off the wrong impression that the only time, the only time that it really means in your hand is when it says kula shali, but other times where it would say mitzasiyah, it would, it would mean only, um, it would only, it would mean only looking, seeing, and therefore acquiring. So therefore, tana ani mitzasiyah, vahadar tana kula shali. Dimi mishnah yisera ashbina lokani. From the fact that in our Mishnah, this is the, the Mishnah, everyone's going to look at this Mishnah. How do we understand the word mitzasiyah? How do we understand the word matzah? Does the word matzah mean just to see it and thereby acquire it? Or does it mean simply mitzasiyah means that, uh, that, that, that you looked at it and, um, and that's already good enough? Sorry, that, sorry, that mitzasiyah means that you looked at it and you, and, you, and you grabbed hold of it. So the Gemara is here saying that our Mishnah is, is sort of like the father of all language. And, uh, and the fact that we have both phrases, Mitzasiyah and Kula Shali, that teaches all other Mishnayos. That the word Mitzasiyah does not mean that you simply saw it, but it also means that you saw it and you picked it up. Okay, and we learn that just simply seeing it, or, or that we know that Mitzasiyah, if not accompanied by a, a, a grabbing of, of a tangible uh, seizing of the property, that's not a good Kenyan. So it says, wait a second, why are we assuming 
that the Tan of our Mishnah, who says, Ani why are we assuming it's one phrase? It says the word Zeh twice. Zeh Omer, Ani Omer, 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 means, maybe we're talking about different cases. Amr of Papa, meaning why are we saying that the same guy is the one that's saying, uh, maybe it's not that way. So the item, Amr of Papa, the item of Shimi Bar Ashi, the Amrila Kidei. Some say his name was Kidei. Okay. Where the word means an unknown authority, just somebody. Right, okay. So Reisha, Bimitsia, the Seifa, the Mekachumemkar. Maybe the first case is talking about when someone finds something. Animitsasia, Vizet Omar Animitsasia is talking about where something was simply found. And Seifa, where the person says Kula Shili, is talking about a Mekachumemkar. I bought it, no, I bought it, no, I bought it. Right, they're going back and forth about who bought the item. Okay. Utsricha. And, and therefore, by the way, there's really not much of a linguistic question. That whole question, I would think, falls away if we're talking about two separate cases, right? The whole purpose of saying both Animisasia and Kulashli, we were just claiming, is that one person has to say both in order to indicate that he not only saw, but he also is grabbing it. Now we're saying, no, they're two separate people. And therefore, it's not the same case at all that we need to, uh, we get to sort of, you know, hone in on what the purpose of each statement is. Utsricha. Uh, and we need both the cases of. Of finding something and the case of um, buying something, both being under uh, you know debate. If the halacha of splitting it after swearing for it is only taught when it comes to finding an item, maybe it's only a lost or found item in which the rabbanan say that you should make a, you should swear about in order to get at least half. Mishum, why? Why would it only be in that case? Mishum demore. Mishum demore v'amar. Because he would have said to himself, this is sort of like a, the word moraheter is what I have here in my, in my uh, interlinear um, explanation. Moraheter is sort of like justification. You would justify to yourself, demore v'amar, and you'd say, chavrai lav, bar, lav midi chaserba. My friend came along on the road and he also found it. So I say I found it. You know, is it that terrible for me to, you know, to take this away from him? It wasn't his five minutes ago either. So is that, is that so terrible? Okay, fine. I'm going to make, I'm going to lay my claim to this. And therefore I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm more willing to try to get it from him because, uh, because it wasn't his in the first place. And therefore, let me go over and grab it after he had already grabbed it. And I'll claim it's mine, and at least I'll get half of something. And it's not so terrible. I mean, the guy didn't have it five minutes ago. So, like, what's the worst? You know, that's not so bad. Meaning a person can justify their activities of trying to get part of this item. So, therefore, the mission has to teach us that you make a shvu on that. That you can't just go over to other people's stuff, grab them, and claim that it's yours for the sake of getting half of it. Found items. Um, which is what a person would be more prone to doing. Uh, but rather, you'd have to make a shvua for that because we don't trust you because you might have had this justification in your mind. But when it comes to a business transaction where a person would not necessarily justify their activity by saying, well, this wasn't his. No, he just paid for it. So he wouldn't be as willing to lie about it. Um, 
Amalo, maybe you would say that in that case we would believe the person a little bit more because he wouldn't have he wouldn't be so brazen to make such a claim and make the other person lose out on the money he just paid for it. Um, maybe that's uh, only one way of understanding it. Is there another way of understanding it? I have here that maybe um, once we're talking about real theft, which is not sort of the psychology of it, which is what I was saying, but maybe if we're talking about possible theft, so then we have to also be worried about his uh, his um, believability, and even his even his swearing would be a problem. Okay, aim a low is an, is sort of like an open ended phrase. How do you, what is the low? Maybe not. Maybe not what? So I interpret it as that maybe not he wouldn't have to swear, but maybe maybe not here means we wouldn't even believe him if he swore. Okay, different ways of understanding it, um, except mine was made up, so I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, you can take it or leave it. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, Vitana, it also makes sense with the first part of it. Vitana. And if it would have only said the case of Mekah Memkar, meaning the words Kula Shali, I think we're assuming that Kula Shali is the Mekah Memkar part. So then if it would have only said those words, it's only when it comes to business transactions that the Rabbanan made you make a, a, a swearing for. Mishum Demori, because you would have said, V'amar Chavrai Demekayahiv, V'ana Demekayahivna. He gave money, and I gave money. That now that I need this item, and I paid for it, so then my friend also could go and buy another one. Is that what that means? Yeah, I'm going to take it for myself and let him go get another. Look, we both paid money. I think, you know, I we both paid money, but I paid and I want it. So I'm going to go take it. And my friend can get another one. Not a big deal. There's more merchandise on the shelf. And therefore, uh, and therefore maybe he's more willing to sort of lay claim to the item. Um, again, I'm going psychological there. But but when it comes to a, a, a lost item or a found item, there's only, one, there's only one shirt on the road, right? This is not like you're in a store. So Amalo, maybe in that case, you wouldn't be able to make them swear. Because the person who grabbed it, again, going with the other option, um, a person who grabbed it would be like a greater thief. Because you wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have, well, first of all, you're a greater thief because he didn't pay for it. Our whole discussion of Yeush from Babakam is out the window. Well, Yeush typically means you don't know where it is, right? Those are all the cases that we talked about. No, there. no, but he finds Oh, 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 yeah. We're assuming, that's what I said at the beginning. I said, yeah, we're assuming this is ownerless, basically. That uh, that somebody just found it and it was Hefker. Yeah, good, good, good. So, Amarlo. So, let's assume that uh, we would not make him swear in that case because the swearing could also be a lie since he's basically stealing it from the other person. He didn't pay any money for it. All right, so Tricha, therefore, we need both cases, both the case of finding something and the case of buying something. Both of them are important to teach us in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, Mekah um, memkar. if we're talking about a business transaction, which is not what we were talking about before, right? We, we basically just introduced that when we claimed that Ze'omer Mitanimisasia is the, the, the finding case, and then Ze Omar Kula Shali is the business case, is the buying case, the transaction case. 
So what is the whole, what's the big deal? Ask the store owner, which one of these guys, put them in a lineup and say, okay, which one of these guys is the one that, uh, that, that gave you money? And we believe the store owner, he has no, you know, he has no uh, stock, you know, stake in the, in the decision, unless one of them is his friend or something like that. But we'll, we trust the store owner. The problem is not because there was one item that was purchased. It's that there was one item, and both of them are claiming Lotzricha did not get me tarvayhu. The 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 owner took money from both of them. Mechad midate, umechad bal karche. But he took money from both of them. Vloyadana mihu. I don't know what this means. When he wanted, when he didn't want, meaning he didn't want to take money from the other person, maybe because he didn't have another item to sell? I don't know. Uh, he doesn't know We don't know which one's which. And therefore, both, both of them are sort of laying claim to, it was me that paid you and you wanted to sell it to me. That kind of thing. Okay. I don't understand how he took money from the other one unwillingly. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know either. Maybe it was instinctive or something. Guy just gives money to the cash register and then he takes it and the guy says, can I, said, I have... I just have a note here that says that, that you know, he's unlikely to remember if the two have left from which from whom he took the money willingly. But yeah, I think that's the operative factor. Money. If somebody right. forced money I don't know, yeah, me, right. I would remember that. Probably. I don't know what the words Balkarche mean in this context, but I think the point of it is we no, don't remember I'm not who paid. It to you. I already sold it to him. That's what I thought. Yeah, take the money. Right. That's what I thought. But it's sort of like sort of too late when he says that kind of thing. Okay, says the Gemara. Lema masnisin delo keben nanas. Let's assume that our mission is not like Ben Nanas. Right again, our Mishnah says that if a if two people are fighting over an item, you have to swear and then split it. If it was going to be nanas, how can these two people come to a shuas shav? I don't know how to translate that. Frivolous vow? How do they translate shuas shav? Pointless vow? False oath. False oath. Okay. Um, so what is Ben Nanas's? Claim, I think, is he talking about the same case? I don't know where we are transposing this from. If there are two people that are contradicting each other, we're worried that both of one of them is definitely going to be wrong. So I don't know how to, how to punctuate this phrase. It could be Ketzad, Eluv, Elu, Bayim, Lideshuashav. One of them is going to come to give a false oath. So in this case, they're both claiming it's mine. One of them's wrong. Somebody's got to be wrong. And if we make both of them swear, so then one of them is going to be over in Isra Daraisa. So, so how can we do that? How can we lead them to that? That's Ben Nanas' uh, general rule. Now, I don't know what he would say in this case. He would probably say he split it without swearing. That would obviously be a problem for society, but okay. Afilu Tema Ben says, no, even according to Ben our Mishnah could make sense. Hasam, in the case of what he's talking about, whatever that is, Vada Ika Shav. Hacha Ika Lamemar Dele Ka Shav, Emor Ditarvaya Bahadi Hadadi Agbuhuha. 
It could be that they literally picked it up at the same exact time, in which case they are literally swearing truthfully. When the person says, I swear half of it's mine, the other one says, I swear half of it's mine. That could be true. That could be true if they literally picked it up at the same time. You look at the instant replay and you still can't tell. How many times does that happen, right? You look at it, you still can't tell who picked it up first. So that, that could be real, a real thing. Uh, you, who, you know, did, 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 baseball season coming up, was, was the ball in the glove before the foot hit the base, you know? Sometimes it's really hard to tell. So, um, so it could truly, really be true. I guess in that case, it was like a, like a hard and fast reality. You know, like, it's like something, something was paid for or wasn't paid for. Again, I don't know what the case was, but I have here that it was a poalim v'hachanveni, that it was a store owner paying his employee. I guess they were arguing about whether he got paid. So that's a yes or no question. There's no like half. He didn't pay me half. Um, in which case, they can't make a shua because it'll lead to a false oath. But here you could make a shua. Okay. Lema mas nisin Sumchas is a famous opinion here. So di'i kasumchas, we know from sumchas, ha'amar mamon hamuta b'safik cholkin below shua. Sumchas is of the opinion that if money is sitting without, with, with a questionable ownership, so then you just split it without making a shvua. And the money is just split, which, as you can imagine, it's kind of a, a difficult uh, assumption to, to work with because a person could just walk over to anyone's stuff. Well, I think we'll see that in the Gemara, actually, if I remember. Ve'elamai Rabbanan. So what, according to you, is the, uh, who, according to you, is the opinion of the, of the Mishnah? The Rabbanan. Ha'amri hamotzi mechaver al the Rabbanon are of the opinion that if someone finds something so then, and it's in their hands, so the other person has to bring a proof. Huh. So what, how would that apply in our case? Our case, I'm having, I have here that that would mean that they would have to bring a proof that it was, uh, that it was picked up by one person first. Bring a witness that they picked it up first. Whoever gets it first is the winner, basically. So, hi, hi, my. What, what do you mean? Oh, this is a specific Rabbanan case. This is a case of the Rabbanan's opinion about Shor Shinagach Sapara. What? Does anyone have a case of what we're talking about? It says it's a case of the gored cow. I knew that part. But what does that mean? Uh, what are they arguing about? I guess they have to prove that it gored. You have to bring witnesses that it gored. Is that what we're saying? Not physical possession. Over here, they're, they're holding on to the... Right, right, right. So, so over there, it's about testimony. That... Um, So over there, Hassam, in the case of a, of a category, let's see, uh, uh, an ox cord, let's see if it explains it well, it tries to explain it. They're not both holding on to this cow. That's when they said, no, it didn't help. That's when they said that you have to, you have to prove it in, in, before taking it out, taking it away from the other person. Um, I don't exactly know what that means. But. 
Right. No, I, I get that, but I'm wondering what the case is of the Rabbanan that they would say how much they have to prove that the shore actually was a mazik. I don't exactly know what the case is. But either way, it's not that, like they're holding on to an item. That's the important part for us. Um, so then, sorry, so then the case of the Rabbanan would be that you have to split it. The case of the Rabbanan here, the opinion of the Rabbanan here, where they're holding on to it. So then you can't just say, because we don't know who's who. So then, so then we make them swear. But if you're going to say that the Mishnah is like Sumchas, um, here where they're not, I guess they're, they're, he's making Kavachomer. In terms of the Shor Shanaka. Oh, Sumchus was also talking about that? Yeah. So that case, the Sumchus and the, the Torah. Oh, okay. Talking about the same case where an ox scores a cow and the cow's fetus is found dead next to her. It's not known whether the ox scored the cow while she was still carrying the fetus. Ah, uh, okay. Right, I remember this, Gemara, or the Mishnah. Right, so we had a Mechlokas about whether or not we believe the that the fetus was 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 killed or was the fetus um, a miscarriage from beforehand um, and whether the person would have to pay. So we say, in the case that was, what did that mean in the case? Um, hold on. We had said that you split the, the value of the fetus. And then the Gemara said from Shmuel that that Mishnah is like Sumchus that says you split it. And the Chachamim would say, and the victim would have to claim that the... We can't remove anything from the possession of the ox's owners. Ox's owner, unless the cow's owner substantially disclaimed by producing witnesses who saw the ox caught before the cow to the board. Meaning we know for sure that the, the ox was gored. We don't know necessarily that the fetus was, so you have to bring a proof for that. Okay, it's basically Motzmei Chaver is talking about the money that the, the the ox owner would have to pay. You can't just make him pay unless you bring witnesses about that. So here we're saying in the case of the Shor Shanagach where they weren't holding on to the socks, they split it without a shvuah. In this case, they're both holding on to it, so all the more so they'd have to make a shvuah. So says the Gemara, and therefore, why would we need to? Why would we need to say in the Mishnah that you make a shvuah? So either way, um, no. So now we're saying then now we're saying that the Mishnah would be according to the Rabbanan, who say that over there But here, where they're holding it, maybe it would be a shvuah. Maybe that's our Mishnah. So it can't be simchas. So the Gemara says, "No, I feel the same as simchas." Kiyomer simchas shem and shem. When simchas says that you split it without a shvuah, that's when both of them are, are unsure. Aval bariu bariu lo amar. But maybe if they're both clear, like our case. So then uh, maybe in that case he would say that you'd have to take a shvu if they're both so, so obvious, so, so uh, strident in their claims. And according to Rabba Barav Huna, who claims that even in such clear and uh, absolute um, statements, this is absolutely mine, this is absolutely mine. So even then he would say, you split it without any swearing. So so what are you going to say according to Rabbi Barav Huna? So the Gemara says, the case of 
the shor shenagach is when someone's going to lose out money. But here in the case of just finding an item where no one's going to lose out money, the question is whether they gain money. So then maybe in that case, Sumchus would not claim that they that they can, they split it without a shvua, maybe because there's a loss of money, which is the paradigm of a shvua, uh, when you make a shvua. So then, uh, so then you would make a shvua. Hold on. When there is Dreher Ramamona, that you would say you do not, then you don't make a shvua, because then maybe you're making someone pay something they shouldn't be paying. And they, they, that, that we have effectively made them swear about the loss of taking someone's money. But in this case, where you're not taking anyone's money by making that shavua, so then maybe we would be more lenient and allow a person to say to take the shavua. I would say lenient. I don't know if that's the right word. Velav kavachomer who says gemar is it not a kavachomer mahas? In the case over there by Shoshan, I got the ikad ramona lamar v'ikad ramona lamar. Both of them are going to be losing out money in which, whichever way it goes, because they're both going to uh, they're both going to lose half. And both of them, could, we could claim that it's entirely theirs or entirely theirs, the, the fetus. So then, And nonetheless, over there, where both of them are definitely going to lose out, he says, just split it without a shvua. In our case, where no one's going to lose out. This was my, this was my original thought, that when you're not losing out money, so then you have much, much more leniency to not require Shavuot, as opposed to requiring Shavuot. We can claim that it both belongs to them, all the more so they should be, you should split it without any, uh, without any swearing. Says we're going to try again. When it comes to the goring ox and its damages, and we have to decide who's damaged who, and it's mutually exclusive, and there's a problem one way or the other, so then you have to make them swear. But in this case, there's another uh, benefit, which is what I mentioned earlier, that, uh, or, or another uh, concern. We don't want people going around just grabbing things that other people are holding. Right? Someone's holding their gemara, I'm just going to grab it and say, oh, yachloku, right? Sumchus, I don't have to swear. So then uh, in order to prevent that phenomenon, we're going, to, uh, we're, we're going to say that they have to swear. But in the case of a Shoshanaga, that's something that already happened. It's about testifying about what already happened. In that case, it's not a question of somebody doing that on purpose. And then you know, you know, no one's going over to a pregnant ox and then trying to gore it with their ox and claiming, hey, that was already born beforehand. Like no one's going through that whole, that whole process in order to make a quick buck. Here, however, just grab it and now you get half of it. So that would be a problem. So therefore, even according to Simchus, in this type of case, we're going to say that you have to make a shvua in order to prevent people from doing such, um, such uh, frivolous activities. Okay, Shkaya. Right, right, right. We're on our way.